Tatooine Sons, a Star Wars podcast, is a proud member of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, the two-time winner of the fan-favorite podcast network from the Star Wars Podcast Awards. To learn more, go to makingstarwars.net. Welcome, Star Wars fans, to episode 82 of Tatooine Sons. Since the reset of Star Wars canon in 2012, the storytellers at Lucasfilm have been inserting an idea of the Emperor's contingency within books, games, animation, and more. But a recent set of leaks suggests that this idea is bigger than we could even dream. We'll tread carefully through the rumors and speculation. Plus, We'll catch up on some hot takes and a whole lot more. Now you will experience the full power of the dark side. It's time for Tatooine Sons. It's true. It's true. All of it. What is the name of the Porg on the Millennium Falcon? The force is strong in my family. What do you think his name is? <laughs> it's a big moment. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Maybe Turbis? Do or do not. There is no try. Turbis? <laughs> Pablo, if you're listening to this live stream... <laughs> That Porg's name is now Turbis. <laughs> it's a good Star Wars name. We're not done yet. These guys record an awesome podcast called Tatooine Sons. Everybody listen. Welcome, Star Wars fans. This is Tatooine Sons, your weekly look into all things Star Wars. From the unique perspective of a father sharing his love for the amazing space fantasy saga with his two sons. I am BB Nate, and I'm joined first by Samuel the Hutt. Oh, you messed up. No, I meant to do that because you were copying me. Uh, I was mocking him. Uh-huh. He did it wrong. You got to do it right. Yeah, I'm joined it. first by my brother, Samuel the Hutt. Thank you. There we go. There we go. <laughs> a true to Star Wars fans, thanks for tuning in. Uh, and if you're not a Star Wars fan, then you probably have no idea what we're talking about. You may need to change your intro. Oh, yeah. I just tweeted to As confirm false. this um, with Pablo and with uh, Matt Martin, Pablo Hidalgo and Matt Martin. But my understanding is that the word Achuta is, according to um, a comic, a canon common word, a uh, comic book, a word used in the Star Wars universe that is very insulting, Hutti's expletive, used as a curse word, probably translates to, and I'm not going to read any of them. Okay. Untranslatable. Cool. So much so that when um, E3PO in Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. says it to C3PO, C3PO's response is How rude. How rude. Hmm. That's not good. Okay, sorry for everybody that we've sent cards out to. So for 82 episodes, we've been saying Achuta cards and everything else. We've been saying bad words to you, maybe. 
hopefully uh, we can get some clarification on that. But that may make you have to rethink your intro, Samuel the Hutt. Maybe. Just, okay. Um, and of course. And of course. Yeah, we're having a hard time getting started today. That was just, I didn't know that. And of course, you can't have Star Wars without bizarre father figures. So here's my dad's bow tie track. <laughs> oh, you sound so hesitant. It's just, I. You look like I, you got punched in the eye today. I did almost. By a Star Wars cap? You guys yeah, were tussling, yeah. wrestling around? Got yeah, basically headbutt me with his bill. Where'd you get that cap, Samuel? This is Celebration 2017. Well, it's actually we my cap. Up. Yeah, they but what did you They gave did us get? two because we both went up on stage. Sorry? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, we got it when we went up on stage for the uh, 40 Years of 3PO Panel. Nathan yeah. got some sunglasses. I still don't know where those are. You lost a long time ago. All right. Um, all right. BB Nate, you had a birthday last week. I did. You Happy did. birthday! Yay! It wasn't Star Wars themed. No. No, he went with Batman this year. Problem. No, it's fine. It's absolutely. You could be your own person and do what you want for your own birthday. Wait, what? I mean, <laughs> no, it was good. So we had a great time. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. We went to uh, the East. Uh, esports arena, yeah, at Walmart. We had his birthday party, but at it was Walmart. no, but no, it was no, like no. a big esports arena that's in the Walmart. What's cool is uh, if you don't know how this place works, this is sort of just like a its own a, a small branch, right? And they'll do little mini tournaments every night for money and stuff. And then usually the winners will be sent to bigger tournaments and bigger until there's like this final tournament. So it's like it's not in just LA, this one little, it's huge, right? It's not just this one little thing at Walmart. It's wow. a full blown like. Esports thing. So. That Pablo just responded. Pablo okay. Hidalgo directly responded, and the word Achuta said. He, I, my question specifically was question for missing words, which is Matt Martin and or Pablo Hidalgo. Is Achuta really a bad word in Hatiz? Asking for a friend, an eighteen year old kid who says it every week on a family friendly podcast, <laughs> and his response within minutes because I did it as we were doing the intro while the intro sequence was playing. You were listening to it. I was typing it. And that's how quickly Pablo responded. Wait, wait, when did you... I had heard this uh, uh, last week and I had forgotten to ask. Sure is. We've never translated it, so it's got to be bad. Smiley face. I got a bad feeling about this. All right. All right. So, you get to uh, tweet to us and give us a new intro for Samuel Hutt. <laughs> because what I read that it actually word, is dude. interpreted as meaning uh, is really bad. <laughs> Like, the word. <laughs> you know? Like, if you go back to the Christmas Story movie, uh, night, but I didn't say fudge. I said the, the word. word. That's what a chuta means. That's good movie. Oh, my god. I got a goodness. bad feeling about just this. Just really just figure out what the word is for hello. Because I Googled it, and it was a okay, we'll have to come up with a new one. And yeah. it said hello. So... All right, hold on. Let me, let me, uh, let me respond to Pablo, because... Do uh, the whole office. I mean, he is Pablo. For no, no, do the, uh, do the uh, Michael Scott going. That thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here's a good one. No, that's like, it's, I'll it's kill a good you. One. That's I'll kill you. Oh, okay. Well, that's not it. Okay, so anyway. All right, so, uh, yeah, so um, we went to the eSports Arena. Tell us about the games that you guys played. Oh, what did you play? I played some Smash Bros for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they gave us an extra hour, I think, because it was just like. We had a bunch of trouble. And then I played some Overwatch, I think. I think yeah, that was I it. Play a little Overwatch. Yeah, and then, then that was it. I found out I'm better at the PC version. What'd you play, Samuel? Well, for most of it, I was trying to get my uh, my computer to work and the and counter to work. But after that, I played some 
newer game called Split Gate. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the gamers here, so you're not gonna. Yeah, go for it, man. I'm trying to retreat um, to, to Mr. Uh, Pablo Hidalgo. Anyway, uh, so. Basically, Split Gate is if you combine Portal and a first-person shooter. Uh, and it can create some crazy stuff. It completely changes how you play a first-person shooter. It was a lot of fun. Um, we still got hours left over, so we're going to go over there, and I'm going to play that game again. But after that, then I went on uh, their uh, VR headset, which actually usually costs extra money, but they let us do it. Any- let me do it anyway, which was cool. And played some Beat Saber, and then did some game called Pavlov. It's like CS:GO, but in VR. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, what did I play? That. They went old uh, school. Yeah. Oh, the guys were so excited at the esports arena because uh, the, I came in and I'm like, I know nothing about any of these games. They're like, we've got an N64. They're like, we'll hook it up for you. So they hooked up an N64, Nintendo 64, and then they had Star Wars Pod Racing. That was my game when I had the N64, baby. I think we had that on PlayStation. Woo-hoo! I know, but I enjoyed that immensely. Cool. But, that, but it's cool, too, because he now he knows how to hold the three prong. Yeah, I've always did that. So, so it's what if you're you do it sideways, like this doesn't happen. If you're using the D pad, you normally hold it like that. But if you're using the joystick and the and the pad up here is the trigger down below. Oh, see, your dad knows his games. Twenty years ago, old games. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Anyway, and so yeah, we played that. But it's really cool because um, they were totally excited about Star Wars. We were talking. We were all wearing our Star Wars stuff. Well, except for me. No, even he was wearing Batman shirt because it was a Batman party. Um, yeah. but yeah, we went over there and I had my turbis shirt on and we were talking about that and I was telling them about the show, the podcast. And, um, uh, we started talking about Jedi Fallen Order mm-hmm. and they talked about they were going to be getting that on the, the, uh, at the esports arena when it comes out. We talked about maybe doing a live show. Because all their games are competitive online multiplayer games. Yeah. How are they getting a single player? I wonder if it'll have multiplayer competitive. I don't know. Anyway, but they want to get it and, and uh, they also talked about like coming in and doing a show there. Live streaming it, doing like some like old school games, maybe. old oh, school yeah. Star Wars games, and streaming those. They've got a Twitch account, and uh, they want to put that up there. Oh and, yeah, and, and it's a big Twitch account. Like we said, this isn't just a small thing. This is big. Yeah. So uh, we talked about doing a show there. That'll be cool. We're yeah. also thinking about uh, looking at getting one set up for the actual release date mm-hmm. of Jedi Fallen Order at the uh, local GameStop. They yeah. expect about two hundred people to come for the opening. Uh, for like the release midnight release, or is it I'm not sure. I'm going to talk with them Friday. Um, I'm That'd be cool if we thing. could. Yeah, just get there a few hours early, record. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So, yeah, and then a uh, guy get we're getting closer to back to school. Um, Yay! Yeah, so. Nate's going into high school. I'm going back to college. Yeah, what a couple more weeks for you guys. Uh, yeah, we got a couple weeks. Two more weeks. That'll be cool. We did get a couple of reviews last week, or the last couple of weeks since the last episode. So that's kind of cool. Two reviews. So or I'll read those. So the first one is from GBKJ19. Okay. Is that a droid, maybe? I, I have no idea. Like an off-brand droid? Maybe. Like one but as we learn, we got to be careful with this. Yeah, I know, for sure. Uh, five stars, thank you very much. Great family show. That's what the title of it is. As a father, I really enjoy listening to this family's discussions about the greatest movie series of all time. Not only are you an amazing... Your discernment with Star Wars mo- uh, with movies is great. Thank you so much. That's me speaking in. Right. Um, but, but your discernment in podcasts is... Great as well. Thank you. If we do say so. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's hard being this humble. Um, the next one is another five-star great podcast. This one's from Michael Lee Howard. Thanks for making That one's a lot easier. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, it's a great one. I love this one. I listened to a few Star Wars podcasts, and this one is tops. Wow. Yeah. 
That was pretty cool. These are tried and true Star Wars fans. I'm amazed at the detail and intelligence. Obviously, they're talking about me. Um, mm-hmm. No, that each person, oh, everybody of this family brings uh, to the podcast. Each person in this family trio has a unique view and shares these in a way that any age group can relate. It's refreshing to hear ideas and speculations mixed with backed up facts. That's a really good review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this We're pod- propping up our egos. Yeah, here. thanks. This podcast has made me open up my mind about all aspects of the Star Wars universe. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank and you. then just, you know, shifting gears, I just want you guys to know that those of you that are out there tweeting Make Turbis Cannon, hashtag Make Turbis Cannon, oh. there's, there's movement happening. There's hope. We got our fingers movement. crossed. Uh, some news came out to us this week for BB Nate's birthday that, that was, uh, was like encouraging. Very. So, um, we're, we're holding our breath. Um, not literally cause then we've done, um, but there's, there's been some positive momentum, uh, and it's because you guys are so awesome. And some of you guys, Younglings podcast and a bunch of others sort of led the charge on BB Nate's birthday last week, uh, getting cool. his people to tweet to Pablo, <laughs> uh, and some others, uh, about make Trippers Canon. Cool. So thank you for doing that. All right, I guess that's going to cover the like preliminaries. Let's get into uh, the show. Are you brainless? I never ask that question until after I've done it. What? No! All right, so last episodes. Did you see how I did that? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't even last week's. So I would have been wrong if I just said it. Yeah. Yeah. Last, Good last. job. Yeah. Thanks. Last episode's podcast poll of the week was all about Finn. Uh, we had talked last episode about whether or not Finn was potentially force sensitive. Mm-hmm. And our conclusion on the show mm-hmm. was no. Yeah. We don't think that he is. Right? Wasn't that your conclusion, BB Nate? I think it was the general. He's nodding answer. his head again. I think I think you were uncertain. I was leaning toward. No, I actually said at the end. No, I was was trying. I was keeping the idea going throughout the show, so we had something to talk about with it. But then at the end, I was like, "Yeah, he's not for sensitive." So no, yeah. Uh, So anyway, um, we got a couple um, on here. Uh, We had about four hundred thirty. We had four hundred thirty-two votes, which was good. Now, what was interesting. Uh, was that it started off with no being like the runaway winner for a while. Mm-hmm. And then a little something happened. A little something, something. A little something. And uh, the poll swung. Uh, other comment below only got 1%. There was enough comments on there, one of them in particular, which we're going to get to in a minute. Uh, 16% said they were uncertain. Uh, 37% said no, and a whopping 46%. Guys, if this is a political campaign, that's called a landslide, folks. Yeah, that's, that's ah! a lot. Uh, yeah, no, seriously, it is. Uh, under 10%. No, in, in a, in a poll or in a vote, that's like a landslide. 46% said yes. Now, like I mentioned, it started where it was completely the opposite direction times two. It was about 80% no, and then 10%, uh, uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then a little something happened. We'll get to that in a second. Who's got this first uh, comment here below? So this is from at Space Opera Mom. Her her actual username right now is just a C. Okay. Yeah, but uh, she's from here in Colorado Springs. Oh, cool. Yeah. So maybe when we have one of these, local. when we have one of these meetups, she can come say hi. We'd yeah. love to meet you in person. So anyway, uh, she said, "I think uh, only in the way that everyone has the Force, not just the Sith and the Jedi." That's a good. So point. everyone's connected, sort of thing, which I I would agree with. Yeah, that's a good one. Everyone's got yeah. some access. Okay, my mine's Han 
Spinel. 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 With, with a little little sun behind it. Aww. Aww. And his uh, his uh, Twitter handle is Han underscore Spinel. That's it. Yeah. He says, it's not about lightsabers. It's about his... Canonical? Canonical. 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 Canonical awakening. Yeah. And then a, a, a debate broke out underneath uh, Han's... Um, little comment there and not a debate, but some conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and within just a couple of minutes of the conversation start, excuse me, starting to real heat up, really heat up a certain, um, cast member from the force awakens, the, trilogy. the uh, last Jedi and the soon to be released, not soon enough, uh, the rise of Skywalker, um, who has a little bit of, um, knowledge, insight, insight, yeah. Maybe um, based on that. I mean, since he does play the character of Finn, Mr. Mm-hmm. John Boyega. Yeah, he probably know a little bit about the character. He does. Uh, he didn't tweet, like, you know, a, a comment specifically. Mm-hmm. Just a gif. It's a gif of a, of a guy sitting in a car looking down and then looking up at the camera, kind of breaking the fourth wall type mm-hmm. situation with this Smirk. grin cro- crap, uh, creeping across his face um, like, I know something you don't know. And at that point uh our that poll tweet uh, that that poll uh, took on a life of its own yeah. for about 24 hours uh, and that's of, when yes became and, the prominent and answer. yes became the prominent so you guys think that we may have totally missed the boat and and finn is or is he just trolling us uh at like his dad um uh, mark hamill i i feel um, like i feel oh, he I claims feel. that that's his dad oh yeah luke skywalker is finn's dad so. oh okay, okay. I, I feel like that he was trolling he, I, that just seems like him I don't know, but it just seems like he yeah. would be like that. Yeah, but. I think he's just kind of playing around with the fans. He's He's been known to do that. He has. I think he's just having fun with do it. Do you think we'll show up on another express.co.uk? Worst thing. Woo! Best I hope things so. That'd happen be awesome. in, the inter- in the internet of 2019. Or well, thank you guys uh, so much for that. That was that. a cool poll. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a great poll. I want to mention um, that today's prod. Cre- prod- Let me try prod- that again. Crest? Try this again. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com backslash Tatooine Sons. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You can consider picking up A Crash of Fate um, by Zoraida Cordova or Star Wars Myths and Fables by George Mambo. I still need out. to get that book. <laughs> Which one? I thought that, that book was fables. like mainly... About if you order, order through our website so we get. Oh, yeah. no! It's got illustrations, but it's like myths and fables from the Star Wars universe. So, yeah, that should be our main topic. Go, go to audibletrial.com backslash tattooing sense for a thirty day free trial and listen to it yourself. That'll be cool. All right, why don't we go ahead and uh, move forward in the show? This is where the fun begins. Well, you want the bad news or the really bad news? Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Sorry, um, I was looking to somebody's claiming that Achuta is actually a friendly greeting. Uh, whether it's ah, a tease or twilight. Who is how this would, person? How did you spell Achuta? E- no, it starts with an A. I, I do Achuta. I know, yeah. but is it a real word? I don't know. Well, we'll have to keep. We'll, 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 the the, like the jury's person. out. All right, we'll keep going. All right, so we're a few days Sam away. versus the people. For, versus Pablo. <laughs> Who's going to win? All right, uh, we're a few days at, uh, away from the onslaught of Star Wars Revelations coming at D23. Mm-hmm. It's going to get big, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did it take 20 years 
to build the first Death Star, and could Kylo Ren be nothing uh, less than a double agent uh, for the Resistance? What? Why isn't that our no, our main topic? Yeah. Anyway, and since I did the intro before uh, reading the thing, we'll just continue on. All right, uh, D twenty three. All the Star Wars related panels we need to watch. All right, this is watch. From- Dork side, yeah, I guess it's going to be live. Uh, Dork side of the force, uh, released this, so I, I stole from them. And then a little bit of a tweet, uh, or a little something I saw from Star Wars Underworld, we're going to mention. Sneak peek of the Mandalorian is on deck for D23, but that's not the only Star Wars related content that will be at the show. D23 Expo is Disney's own event. It showcases all of its properties and ventures across the gamut. It doesn't just focus on movies or TV series, but theme parks, history, and more. And this year's event should be a good one for Star Wars fans. There will be plenty of new information about Disney+, Plus, which includes a look at The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. And according to our friends at the Star Wars Underworld, a preview of The Rise of Skywalker. Another trailer? So Friday, August 23rd, we've got the music and sounds of Star Wars Galaxy at 12.30 p.m. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series episode two first look, which means it's ready to release, guys. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. Because that's about, that's what they did at Celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus Showcase, so that's where you're going to find all the Mandalorian stuff. Right. Saturday, August 24th, is this panel called Go Behind the Scenes with the Walt Disney Studios, and it was released on the end of last week that that is where they're having the return of this, uh, the rise of Skywalker. But I thought they weren't going to D23. Oh, that, that's, no, that wasn't what, they never said that. Uh, the rise of Skywalker preview. Do you think we're getting a sizzle reel? I, I, we we did after D, no, we won't get another trailer. We oh. did after D23 when it comes to The Last Jedi. Right. Um, I'm almost certain that that's what we're going to get. Sunday, August 25th, Heroines of the Disney Galaxies, presented by Box Lunch, which would be nice. Sneak peek of Disney Parks Experience and Products, which is going to be focusing in on Galaxy's Edge um, and more things. And then Inspiring Women Behind Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. That's kind of cool. People that were behind it. Yeah. yeah. So, Samuel, other than the uh, T-Ross preview, mm-hmm. what are you most excited to see? Uh, Don't steal mine, please. Sorry? Don't steal mine. <laughs> I don't know what yours is. Go. Cut. Um, I mean, I'm kind of interested in the sounds one. I mean, I, they're probably not going to reveal anything, but I've always been interested in the soundtrack and how they make the sounds of Star Wars. Um, obviously, The Mandalorian. I'm really excited for that. Can't wait to find out more. Um, I'm just worried that they're going to do the same thing uh, that they did at Celebration, where they just cut off the live stream with the sneak peek. Yeah, well, I don't think you're going to get the sneak peek. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then eventually I'm hoping that they'll release the sizzle reel. What do you think about yeah. it, BBNA? What are you looking forward to the most? The Vader Immortal pet. Oh, really? Yeah, of course. I'm surprised neither of you guys said Mandalorian. Well, he, Is that because we saw the Mandalorian panel at Celebration? He's I just easy. said Mandalorian. No, you said that you were going to... It was the music one. I said and that and then the Mandalorian. I'm sorry. I was trying, I'm still reeling from the Achuta revelation. You've been cursing every week. Um, and then I just cursed. Our- Gosh. I feel like a horrible person now. I'm sorry. Can I just, that, like, that bad if word. somebody's really irritating me, can I just say? No, because we know what it means now, and it's bad. All right. But they don't. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. Yeah. Why don't we <laughs> maybe move forward? Let's move. Yeah. On. Star Wars fully explains why the Death Star took 20 years to make. Because they didn't have Galen they did have games. No, not for all of it. For most of it. Okay. Uh, this is from ScreenRant.com. ScreenDamp. Star Wars has fully explained why the Death Star took 20 years to make. The Empire's greatest super weapon, the Death Star, was actually in the works long before Palpatine even officially founded the Empire. 
Well, yeah, we saw the, mm-hmm. the initial plan. Yeah, the initial plans were recovered from the Separatists in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, and the tie-in novel Catalyst revealed that this was a deliberate gambit on Pal- Palpatine's part. He was able to argue that the Separatists were presumably working on a Death Star themselves, creating a phantom arms race in which the Republic began to secretly construct the first Death Star over the skies of Geonosis. Other canon material, including new revelations from Thrawn Treason revealed that the secrecy behind Project Stardust, along with some less-than-supportive Imperial leadership, a certain scientist's sabotage, you know who that is, Galen Urso, and a number of greedy and treasonous officers contributed to a two-decade building process. So, BB Nate, mm-hmm. what do you think would have happened if these delays wouldn't have been significant? Uh, what would this have meant for the Rebellion? Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, an interesting question. I would I never. Yeah. What if the delays don't happen? What if in five, four or five years they build? You know, because that's the length of time it took from the end of A New Hope to the beginning of Return of the Jedi. It was about four or five years, I guess. Yeah. And so it took them to get that rebuilt. What about if they would have done that originally? Would the rebellion have ever been able to take place? It's a what if scenario. Mm, I don't think so. Because the rebellion was barely built. Uh, it was very small at that. I mean, in Rebels, they they just banned, and there were lots of small cells everywhere. But they were they banded right before Episode Four, you know. So even if there were small pockets, they wouldn't have ever really been able to um, join together and, and create a stronger force. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it would have. It's an interesting thought it exercise. Is a very interesting. Thought. And so you know, generally speaking, like in in. Um, literature and in writing they'll they'll call this kind of like uh, the god solution um with these things where like these things happen and they just all of a sudden they blame it on god well in star wars you don't have that right but i would say this could this be the force solution could the force have conspired against the dark side to create all of these delays which were necessary for the incubation period which created the Rebel Alliance. Right, because there's got to be balance. Like, even in the beginning of The Force Awakens, remember, Finn finally is on Jakku. He goes to the little uh, encampment that he meets Ray at. He's been walking in the heat, mm-hmm. and he jumps into that water. Right. Even Like, did his face in there with that big hippopotamus thing. What's that thing called? I don't remember. Anyway, um, oh, it's no. drinking all that water, right? And a hapabore. A hapabore, yeah. And so, uh, in the novel... It's cl- pretty clearly indicated in the novelization that the force caused the Hapabor to bump him so that he comes out and sees what's going on with right. Ray. So it's the force solution that could have been. Yeah. I've always thought that the force, you know, kind of ad- is acting right. like, I mean, that's manners. like the, that's the, the God. You know what? That's one piece, one explanation that some people use for why. This go for it. Yeah. Such a bad shot. Like you see, R2 and 3PO walk in super slowly across that hallway and there's blaster bolts flying both ways and neither of them get hit. You know? Um, very so it's very... I've always pictured that the Force is kind of moving things around. But yeah, then again, it is a very easy um, explanation. explanation. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a cool idea mm-hmm. uh, with that. Star Wars fans, last one. Star Wars fans think that this line from A New Hope is proof that Kylo Ren... Will turn. I think I heard this one. Good. Ends. This is from Esquire.com. We're getting like really highbrow and sophisticated um, with Esquire. this. Impressive. 
every word in that sentence was wrong. I haven't used enough of those today. Uh, the actual, <laughs> the actually Kylo Ren is good theory has been bouncing around since The Force Awakens was released in 2015, but it's really getting some renewed traction this summer. Last week, a pretty interesting Reddit post, so if it's on Reddit, it's got to be true, uh, discussed how it could be likely that Kylo Ren was acting as a double agent to infiltrate the First Order and kill the Emperor when he killed his father, Han Solo. Wow. It could simply be wishful thinking for anyone still shipping Kylo and Rey. (laughs) Um, but considering these new Star Wars movies are mostly remixes of the original ingredients, it's not wrong to expect episode nine to retread the old Skywalker redemption narrative with Kylo Ren as one Reddit fan writes. And I quote, I watched TFA last night and an exchange between Han and Leia reminded me of something. Han says something close to it's too late for him. He has too much of his grandfather in him. This is close to the conversation. I don't think he actually says that. Does he? Too much of his... His grandfather in him. Uh... Does he say that? I thought Leia said something. Something like that. Okay. Um, it's too late for him. He has too much of his grandfather in him. This is close to the conversation between Owen and Baru when they say, you can't keep him in forever. He has too much of his father in him. Owen responds, I know that's what I'm afraid of. So obviously Luke never fully gave into the dark side and managed to redeem his father. Even after his struggle in The Last Jedi, it's clear that the Skywalker bloodline course corrects back to the light. No matter how strong the pull of the dark is, since the whole saga is about balance and finding peace and conflict, I think it's fitting that this would apply to Ben as well. We've heard over and over about how Nine will end all three trilogies, so why wouldn't this theme be carried forward as well? Samuel the Hutt. What are the odds of Ben Demption happening, and could Kylo Ren really be a double agent? I don't think he's a double agent. I, yeah, that doesn't make sense. That was to me too far fetched because that whole Reddit post had nothing to do really with him being what they're basing it on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I just don't think he's a, a double agent. That doesn't make sense. Um, Luke wasn't. Anyway, um, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I see where the logic is with it. You know, every Skywalker so far has either stayed in the light or just turned back to the light. So it makes sense for Kylo to do that. Um, in some ways, I think it would be kind of refreshing to see him not turn to the light. Mm. But our theory, our prominent theory that we like um, and I like, requires Kylo to turn to the light. So if it works that way, I wouldn't mind it. Um, but otherwise, I kind of want to change it up a little bit. You know, I don't want a rehash. Of, I mean, we've already kind of gotten a rehash of... of um, a New Hope. I'm not saying I don't like The Force Awakens. I like The Force Awakens, but you got to admit it's very similar to. And it's intentionally Hope. so. It's right. a resetting of the of the storyline. I for, don't for a want new generation. another redo of Return of the Jedi. You know, so uh, it's tough. It's, I, I, you got to be careful with it. I would like to see a change of pace, but unless they go with our theory. So, anyway. BB Nate, what do you think? Dr- Double Agent Kylo Ren? You like it? No. I, I just, it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. I, do, I don't think we're watching a James Bond movie. I think we're watching Star Wars. I don't think that a double agent would really work in this kind of Like situation. an intentional plant no. within the first order. Yeah, they raised him from a yeah. super young age to, all right, you're going to look like you joined the dark side, but you didn't. Like, you're going to use the force. So that decades down the road. You'll kill your father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems to- Excuse me. I apologize. I'm yawning here. Uh, it seems a, a bit far fetched um, to me. I uh, what about Ben Demption? What do you guys think? Is it happening? 
I know you said that you can't think it based on our theory. There's you, two options. I expressed them. So yeah, you Nate, what do you think? Most likely, but I think we're not going for most likely in this movie. So probably not. <laughs> I don't think we're going to try to go for what people are thinking. So you think it's a logical, ex- a logical transit uh, move in this movie. And that's why it's not going to happen. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you get to win both ways. Okay. <laughs> right? Because if it happens, then it was logical. And if it doesn't, you were right. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to the next topic. All right. Since the release of the... Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since the release of The Force Awakens, Star Wars canon has been peppered with references to Emperor Palpatine's contingency plans for what would happen should he ever be defeated by... His enemies. <laughs> With the return of Darth Sidious and the Rise of Skywalker, and this is this contingency going to be fully revealed? A recent set leak, uh, set of leaks seems to suggest it's bigger than anything we could imagine. Rebellions are built on hope. If you live long enough, you see the same eyes in different people. I find your lack of faith disturbing. (laughs) All right. The Emperor's evil plan in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is still coming into view. Uh, this is from Inverse.com. Um, but the latest toy leak reveals, may reveal, even more horrifying <gasps> details. Strong choice of words. <laughs> Could this be our first look at the epic space battle coming in episode 9? A report last week from MakeyStarWars.net. We like those guys a lot. Yeah. Just a little bit. They're, they're okay. I think all the podcasts on Making Star Wars uh, Podcast Network are Especially cool. that Tatooine song. That's for they're okay. Um, oh, sorry. It was funny. But they curse a lot. That 18-year-old says bad words every week. Yeah. Okay. I was um, going to say something, but now I'm not going to. Uh-huh, no. Anyway, a report last week from MakingStarWars.net explained how the new Sith Troopers were actually Palpatine's secret army, which had been hiding in wait at the edge of the galaxy in a Star Destroyer ship equipped with Death Star-level weaponry. I got a bad feeling about this. All right, let's start with that. How do we feel about that idea? I think it's... It's not another Death Star. It's not another Star Killer base. It's the same concept. It's a Star Destroyer. Yeah, but it does the same thing as a Death Star. It's a bigger Dreadnought. It does the same thing as a Death Star. I don't know if it necessarily does. I'm kind of thinking of it from the perspective. Maybe it's not. It's the same technology, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's designed to be a planet killer weapon. No. Maybe it's like the Death Star when it only did one reactor. Yes. Right. Or like the Death Star Return of the Jedi as it's trying to take out um, the the ships. So it's using the technology like it's a one shot to take out a a, a, a Republic one, star uh, ship, ship or or mm-hmm. something like that. Would you be okay with it from that perspective using kyber crystal technology? Okay, that's a little bit better because I didn't want another rehash of the Return of the Giant. Here's another super weapon for you. Yeah, what do you think about the, that? I think if it's just like a single reactor, a version of the Death Star, I think that it would work very well. I, we haven't really. 
I like the idea of the Dreadnought, how it is so big that it can take out entire fleets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like the idea of a bigger version of that that can take out entire cities or mm-hmm. entire counties or whatever. Can I, like, um, add on that? What if instead of it's like a Death Star, it's like a mini Starkiller base? So the beam actually splits up so it can take out multiple ships in a fleet at multiple cities. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's all speculation at this point, no. but as, but this is the idea. There's this new super weapon. It's been hidden in the unknown regions. Um, that's going forward. Now, this is the quote that actually comes from the making star Wars.net, um, say article. And we're going to go ahead and do a spoiler alert. Because this, we may be on yeah. I mean, no, it just could potentially be, be a spoiler, um, on it, but guys, um, at this point, we're just speculating um, yes. on, yeah. on here. So um, you're listening to a Star Wars podcast four months before the release of the penultimate Star Wars movie in history. So you can't expect us to not talk about these things. Okay. Uh, Sith Stormtroopers have been hidden away in the Unknown Regions. I think we've sort of concluded that already, haven't we? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Uh, it's apparently hellish in those areas. The universe is not entirely stable. Language. Yes. Not as bad as some people. Uh, The universe is not entirely stable. The area is dangerous and full of peril. Since Emperor Palpatine's death, the fleet has been dodging gravity wells and surviving in the wilderness of space in the unknown regions, waiting to be found and to finish their mission. The Red Sith Troopers, which belong to Palpatine, um, are hidden away inside a massive fleet, probably as a final act so upon his resurrection potential, uh, he could dominate the universe once more. However, the Death Star 2 wasn't Palpatine's last project. These Star Destroyers are equipped with planet – oh, it says it right there. Planet-destroying weapons like the one the de- of the de- uh, on the Death Star. Itself. Like the one. Yeah, but it's a planet-destroying weapon. Similar. Thoughts? No. What do you think about the idea of – these Sith troopers waiting for the resurrection of of an Emperor Palpatine. That Would you be okay like, with that? Yeah, that no, was, that's cool. I like that idea. I, I I don't think. Of course, this is all speculation. This is all just very loose rumor leaks or people that have made stories consisting with mm-hmm. this leak. I feel like that it would be so. I'm just going to flat out say it's stupid on Disney's part. To then make another star, Death Star. I know. Yeah. It, ooh, it's, it's a more is. portable version of the Death Star. That's great. Right. Yeah, I don't like that. Idea. It's it's not smart. People really didn't have a great reaction to it in Force Awakens, and they should probably learn from their mistakes. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna go with that. I no. think it's gonna don't be... do fan service because it won't be fan service. Yeah, it's basically just gonna be a big gun. I have a feeling. Uh, but as for the. Um, Lying in wait in the unknown regions, just kind of hiding out. I like that idea. It's interesting. It, it shows that Palpatine. I think you've you've talked about this in regards to Thrawn, but uh, Palpatine's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. You know, he's like he prepares for the worst. You know, he's not so um, cocky that he's like, "Oh, I'm never going to die." Sort of like um, Grandma Tarkin in. Um, Episode four, where he's like evacuate in our moment of triumph, and then he gets blown up. You know, I, the emperor wasn't that sure of himself. He's like, all right, I've got to make a plan for if this goes south. Um, so I think it's uh, cool. It just shows that the emperor is the bad guy of Star Wars. Um, yeah, no, I, I like that idea. Um, just don't have little Death Stars, please. 
Okay. So let's keep it going because they because then our buddies over at Star Wars Newsnet, they took this and they expanded on it and brought in some things from the Star Wars Armada game. Oh, that's where this ship leak was from. Actually. Right. And so they brought in some things from it. It looks and cool. then speculated. Okay. So there's just a lot of speculation here. This guys. is all speculation. May I make a full? Yeah. Go for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it says this in, in the, the article, but they have ships in Star Wars Armada that are not canon. And they're legends. They are legends ships. So this could very well be an, a non-canon. I think it is described as a First Order ship, though, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, so it could be canon, or you could take it with a grain of salt. But a lot of they do have ships that are not entirely canon on, in Star Wars Armada. So, again, you just got to take it with a grain of salt. Okay. All right, so here's what, here's what their speculation is. I'm going to go to them pulling it from their article. Again, all these articles will be in the show notes on our website, TatooineSense.com, MakingStarWars.net as well on our post on there uh, on Friday, when, or, well, whenever this episode's out. If you're hearing this, in most cases, it's already out. So, um, yeah. Uh, in the Thrawn novel by Timothy Zahn, the Emperor worked with the Chiss Grand Admiral to explain the unknown, re- to explore the unknown regions of the galaxy in an effort to prepare for the future of his empire. The contingency plan hinged around Palpatine's view that an empire that could not protect its emperor was not worthy to continue. At the Battle of Jakku, the emperor's plan proceeded in an attempt to destroy the planet, taking the empire and its enemies down simultaneously. The remnants of his empire would eventually re- be reborn as the First Order, but this is nothing new to fans who have been paying attention. What is new from this rumor, however, is the idea that the Emperor's plans far exceeded what we have seen on screen. Not only is Snoke just a puppet for the true leader of the Order, but the entirety of the First Order that we've seen thus far is a mere front, drawing the Resistance attention as the true threat. A Sith fleet led by Palpatine himself, what the heck, um, prepares... Um, I'm just a little blown away by that last sentence there. Um, anyway, prepares for its assault into the unknown regions. How the Emperor survived the Death Star 2 reactor remains a mystery, but if true, this rumor points to a huge confrontation and some truly epic moments in the movie. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> this is on, this is a very weird, far-fetched, I mean, it's not far-fetched, it's just some interesting speculation that we've been hearing about this, but Palpatine just moving all the chess pieces during this whole thing. Yep. It oh, just yeah. surprises me in the fact of that. But I had a thought and it was replying to this, but I just You forgot. Okay, BB Sam, you continue and then if you come up with it, remind let us know. Yeah. Yeah, when you sent me the the show notes and I, I read this theory, I really liked the idea that the first order was a front. Uh, or or was just a distraction because in my mind I don't know why it just never sit right with sat right with me the the first order was never all that threatening to me they always seemed kind of I don't know I don't want to say like fanboy wannabes yeah like, like empire wannabes like neo Nazis or something just they they weren't very organized they weren't very threatening sure they got some power they did some stuff they they took over they are powerful but it, but it's, it's it's sort of like it, it's sort of the impression that you get about Hux in general yeah General Hux in general um, what you get about him is sort of you apply it to the rest of the first order yeah, sort of like over the top campy wannabe yes. empire uh, grand yes. moth. It, it never sat right with me and I never understood and even Kylo Ren wannabe Darth Vader right yeah 
And I don't, this doesn't really apply all that much, but where did the first order name come from? It came from like, they talk about it. In blood okay. Blood. And I figured it was explained, but I mean, yeah, it just never sat right with me. And that would make so much sense. Um, the fact that it's a front or it's a distraction while the real stuff, it's like misdirection, you know, the magician showing you all the stuff while all the stuff's happening over here, you know, which would make sense if they're going to go with this idea that Darth Sidious has been the, ultimate bad guy mm-hmm. in the history of the battle between the Jedi and the Sith. And he's been moving the, like you said, chess master, moving the pieces around while everybody else is playing checkers. He's playing chess and, um, doesn't, doesn't be, he's not phased at all by what happens in death star two and return of the Jedi. Yeah, he's got, um, he's got a contingency plan that's ready for it. His spirit, uh, his force presence or whatever, uh, leaves that body, uh, moves into another body or a clone or whatever. I mean, that's kind of very much heir to the Empire Timothy Zahn type stuff. But right, what do you? I mean, it's, it's interesting. Let's keep going on. It says only, only the recently revealed ships from the Star Wars um, Armada game from Fantasy Flight Games. You know, I've been there. Yeah, I've been to the headquarters there. That was pretty cool. Also catches our eye as a ship that comes close to matching this description. The Onager class Star Destroyer is an Imperial ship, this is the description, that also took inspiration from the Death Star Super Laser. Though at this point in the timeline, Imperial engineers probably couldn't quite give it the same amount of firepower, well that's good news, um, as the moon-sized battle station. So it's kind of, I think, a mix between what we're reading from Jason at Making Star Wars is much is maybe like a, a little bit of conclusion on his part right. versus fact. Perhaps the Onager class was a precursor to the planet destroying ships in the rumor for T Ross, the rise of Skywalker. What do you think about this ship in general now? I like it. Makes a little more sense. Sits better with it. Looks like a super bigger version of a hammer whore, hammerhead Corvette turned on its side. Yeah, with a gun in the middle. So not at all. So it's kind of like yeah, it is, but it isn't. <laughs> um, just kind of give a description uh, according to Wikipedia. Which, you know, Wikipedia lists uh, Turbos the Porg and, and Samuel the Hutt. So it's me, super credible. Uh, B.B. Nate um, as the namer of it as under the canon section. Just wanted you guys to know that. Um, according to, <laughs> according to the, uh, Wikipedia, the Onager class Star Destroyer, also known as Siege Breaker, was an alleged type of capital ship that utilized a kyber, kyber crystal super weapon in the capacity of a portable cannon. It was believed to be developed by the Galactic Empire and used kyber crystals powerful enough that it could shatter mountains and anything but the strongest energy shields. So it's not even like a single reactor ignition. It's just a very cheap version of the Death Star. It's probably like a prototype. Yeah, it might be. They were just like throwing around ideas and this one kind of worked out. Galen Erson bringing it in. Yeah. Um, Or even before Galen Erson. Well, no, he came up with the idea. Anyway. Um... I like that idea. It's not crazy overpowered, no. you know? Sure, it's powerful. It can shatter a mountain or anything but crazy strong energy shields. That's What about a the Naboo energy shields? Can Probably not. Mm, we don't know I what don't the power know. level of those are. It's very possible. Um, I like that idea better. It sits better with me. Hmm. Anyway. Okay. Um, it goes on. It says, if the resistance is going up against firepower of this magnitude in T-Ross... Um, they are going to need some substantial firepower of their own. Now, this is where it also gets interesting. Thankfully, according to the expanded novelization of The Last Jedi by Jason Fry, 
We interviewed him. Yeah, go back and find that episode. We got, we got his, um, his autographs on the screen behind, or on the on the, uh, the poster behind us. Yep, it's it's tough to see it, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, the resistors might have uh, just the thing after all, providing there are any of them left. This is a quote from the Last Jedi Expanded Edition. As the as the Resistance U fifty five orbital load lifters were being destroyed by the supremacy after they evacuated from the Radis. General Leia Organa tried to imagine a miracle where Inferno Squad mm. returned from their mission to find the Resistance allies in the Outer Rim territories with a task force of Starhawks. That's the mission that, that Black Squadron. Sent, well, that she sent um, okay. I, uh, Zay, 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 and, and Zay to find. That's right at the beginning is. of the last Jedi, like right before the last Jedi started. Hmm. Yeah, I was wondering where they were going. We we hadn't talked about that. Nobody mentions that. There's a lot going on there that we don't know about, you know? It's interesting because a few months ago we did an episode. I think it was right around Father's Day, maybe a little bit before. Uh, you watched it. We watched it. Well, we, but we, we watched it as a result of this episode and this theory. I think we called it the craziest Star Wars episode 9 theory uh, on record or something like that. Um, and it was crazy. But it, it was but very... crazy. But it brings in Aiden. It brings in Star Wars Resistance. It brings them all together in Batu. And then now we have potentially Emperor Palpatine, an army of Sith that have been hiding in the unknown regions, and potentially I don't know, maybe Thrawn and Ezra. I don't know. Um, <laughs> With my theory that is uh, still holding water. Yeah. Anyway. So we, we've got we've interesting, got some, interesting, some, some definite options there. All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything else? So uh, Lucasfilm's first non-Star Wars or Indiana Jones film in years is a Children of Blood and Bone adaptation. Cool. No clue what that is. Is it a maybe. book, maybe? Because it's an idea. adaptation. I have no idea what that is. Well, adaptations can also mean comics. True. So that might be interesting. I was to look more into that. You don't have any idea what that is? Nope. No, I know it's like a magic. It's probably there, like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter cool. or something. Lucasfilm, Lord of the Rings, Abby. Well, they need to re- like do the sequel to Willow. I think they are. Hours. They are. They announced that a couple. I don't think they announced that there's a sequel coming to Willow. Well, I know that. Or a TV series. Or Disney Disney yeah. Or interesting. Okay. That's well, cool. They, this wouldn't be news if they had announced a Willow sequel. True. All right. So okay. And you guys haven't even seen the Willow. No, have you? But I haven't either. Um, but um, uh, I think it's coming out on Blu-ray again. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that'll be fun. We'll do it to support Warwick. New Star Wars Saga Blu-rays get updated artwork before re-release in November. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't understand why they have to re-release it in November mm-hmm. before the movie comes out. Why would you do that? I mean, I'm gonna go buy. I'm gonna buy the. The box set, whatever, the collector's edition set. If when they, they have one, they, they will. Uh, and and at that point, we'll have our 79-foot uh, um, 4K Ultra HD TV somewhere. Do mm-hmm. we have – what is that? We don't have that yet. Um, oh, is it big enough, though? No. Um, we'll have to find a new house to build around that. Uh, we'll build the house around the TV. <laughs> around we'll get that giant uh, wall thing that I showed you. Right. The 219 uh, yeah. 4K Ultra HD, and they'll have HD version, uh, uh, 4K versions of the uh, all nine movies. We should, get the eight. we should just build a house. Including, and then they'll add in some Solo and Rogue One. We should just build the house and, like, underground, just build, like, an IMAX theater. Okay. I'm good. That plays and on that note, um, you can support us on patreon.com backslash. No, that doesn't make sense. All right. Uh, Domhnall Gleason, um, Hugs. General Hugs? 
Yeah, a little bit pacey. Yeah. Pacey. Mm-hmm. Just feel like we've done this. Uh, describes his reaction to reading the Sky- Rise of Skywalker script. So he was interviewed. Um, By Frosty, right? Frosty. Weintraub. About- Steven Weintraub. Collider. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was awesome. Uh, he was the one that that selected us to be there at the Ryan Johnson IMAX. It was very IMAX angry H. how they didn't have parking. <laughs> yeah, he was, was pretty so frustrated. Upset. Not from not like in a negative way, but like in a the fans came here for this, and you guys didn't have your stuff together. And what are we going to tell these people about parking? He, he wasn't yeah. just using clean words. Like, no, he was, he was using a chuta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Domino Hugs uh, describes his reaction to reading the Rise of Skywalker script. He, uh, so he's interviewed by, about Kitchen, the movie um, about Hell's Kitchen and some mob thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, at the end, he's like, uh, I could, I have to ask about the Rise of Skywalker. What do you think? I know you can't give us any spoilers. And he basically says, uh, it's a real page turner. Hmm. What do you guys think? Excited? Is there more hype? Or do you think more it it's more confirmation that it's going to probably be really good? Because we've been hearing stuff like this from actors all the time, which we've discussed. Is this just them trying to hype up the movie, or are they being genuine? They're being so, genuine. I hope they're being genuine. I, I think it's going to be phenomenal. All I right. Mean, hold on. Brian Herring, when we talked to him that one time at 2017, he said that we would love The Last Jedi. Maybe we'll get something from him at the uh, Comic-Con. Coming up, oh, coming yeah. up. we got to find something. We got to see if we can meet him and find something that you porg related that he can sign. Yeah. I, oh, I, my, I need to get my him a turbo pop. shirt. We need to get him a turbo shirt. That too, but yeah. my Funko Pop. Yeah. <laughs> Make him All right, anyway. so let's talk about this oh. current week's podcast poll of the week. Are you excited about the possibility of Palpatine returning with an army of Sith in the Rise of Skywalker? Okay. Nothing? You got nothing? I'm, I'm waiting for you to read the, the yeah. options. Uh, well, um, the, the four- Kool-Aid Man. Kool-Aid Man. Oh, yeah. It was a lot more fun the first time we recorded this thing. Yeah. Um, uh, meh. Yeah. The next one. Anxious. Sam, you're supposed to speak here. Anxious. Anxious. Yes. Oh, well, that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, what did you say at the I think I said, like, I thought that meant, like, excited, but yeah. it's like... Maybe both. A little bit of both. And then other comment below. What would you say is your answer? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is where we found out we, recording didn't work the last time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. That's what I'm going to say, too. Um, I guess that's going to do it uh, for this week's show. Um, we want to thank all of our amazing producers. You guys are the best. Our mm-hmm. Patreon supporters uh, make our day. You yep. guys are phenomenal. We've got our, our producers, DJ Blake, Emily Hoffman, Eric McGilvray, and Ian Thompson. You guys are the best. Senior producers, Kate Disney Lugers, who jumped on the, sh- the uh, live Patreon feed for a little bit. Yeah. That was awesome. Judith Jesse, hi, Grammy. She's on the uh, live feed. She, she made it home, I too, know. while watching our shows. I know. Surprised that by was, that. That was, yeah. Made me a little nervous there, Grammy. Uh-huh. Uh, Roberto, Roberto Barredo. Oh, yeah, he's cool with it. Oh, yeah, he's been pretty, he's one of the coolest guys I know on Twitter. So, uh, thank you guys uh, for all listening. If you guys want to become one of our Patreon supporters, it's not that hard to do. You can just go to patreon.com backslash tattooing sons, watch our welcome video, find out which tier you want to be a part of. Uh, I think our sticker, um, this week or this month that's ordered, you guys saw him, right? No, nope. I changed it like four times. But it's, it's, on, it's on there. It's about uh, it's about having a Star Wars family. It's actually really good. I think you're going to like it. Remember the old the, when we started uh, our false start with this this thing when it was a YouTube show, and we had this Tatooine Sons T-shirts, and we had that saying on the back of the T-shirts about yeah. the family. That's what's on it. Oh, cool! So I created a design for it. 
Yeah, Ooh. that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> send us your money. Um, <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Wow. If you'd like to. Um, and we if you would don't, greatly appreciate it. Yeah, we do. A lot. We, 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 we love you guys. Uh, social media. Uh, we're all over Twitter. Sort of on Facebook. I mean, we do Facebook pretty regularly. Um, I, I've spent like 45 seconds in the last week thinking maybe I was going to try to do some more Instagram stuff and then change my mind. 45 seconds. Yeah. And then, uh, we don't do Snapchat because we don't know how it works. I have no idea how that thing works. Uh, thank you guys so much for your reviews. Your reviews are our oxygen in the immortal words of Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, and, uh, they help my ego. Our ego. Our ego. Our well, we talked a lot the other weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, that your love language is donuts, and our love language is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So, so when you give us those, mean a lot. It means a lot to us. Also, you can send us donuts. That'll make that happy too. That's true too. I like donuts. Uh, we love donuts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, are we are we still doing this show? Um, I think it's still. Going. We should probably yeah. go ahead and close yeah. this thing out. Uh, if anyone's even listening at this point. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? May the force be with you. May the force be with you. May the force be with you always. This party's over. I like that Wookiee. Don't get technical with me. Join, please. Yep, yep. Tattooing Sons, the Star Wars podcast, is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or Disney and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site is located at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders.